Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham this morning, our Titans reporter at St. Thomas Sports Park. Uh, we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, also on our Instagram, and hit us up on TikTok as well. As really, this is the last practice of Titans training camp. So if you're not uh, following us on TikTok, jump over there uh, as camp wraps up. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys as well with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means uh, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you fbhp.com slash atoz so sam uh, i do find it interesting that whenever we are in the pre-show and the youtube chat in the waiting room can make comments before we actually hit live i i always like to see if the youtube chat is trying to guess what the topic is before the show because uh the show title today is that the titans have a significant issue and they're trying to throw spaghetti at the wall to fix it. A lot of people thought, eh, offensive line, tighten up on YouTube, says the O-line. Sean says the O-line needs help. Uh, Timothy says it's hard to even answer. The O-line's so bad it hurts to see it like it, like it is. Sean again, the O-line. This is not the O-line we're here to talk about uh, off the top, right? We well, I think they could just- be a- – I think they might be answering the question, though, of what you said about, about the weakest position – but there's a couple things that we need to touch on today that might be a little bit a little bit tough to watch and a little bit tough to see. And there's a reason that you said the Titans are throwing spaghetti. Uh, and, and I'm interested to see if the chat has any idea what that's about. Yes, and it's the fact that the Titans are continuously making roster transactions all over the place, not on the offensive line, but in the defensive secondary. Because I'm going to go through a list. Uh, and Sam, I'm going to see if I have everything uh, or everybody that has cycled through middle of camp. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about like what's what's the biggest uh, weakness in the Titans roster as of right now. But yesterday, the Titans send a sixth round pick in 2024 to the Philadelphia Eagles for Ugo Amadi and a seventh round pick in 2024. Now, Ugo Amadi. Uh, is a former Overton Bobcat, and my, both my parents are Overton Bobcats. Theo Jackson, rookie second sixth round pick for the Titans, is a Overton Bobcat. So a lot of Overton uh, feelings here in the area. So Ugo Amadi uh, was traded twice in eleven days, right? Nuts. I mean, he was traded from Seattle to the Eagles. The Eagles flip him around to the Titans here yesterday. So here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm doing here, Sam. I'm gonna list off. The defensive backs the Titans have signed mid-training camp, like not entering training camp or over the summer, but mid-training camp. And I want to see, Sam, if you think I've got everybody. All the right. first, the first one the Titans signed mid-camp, I believe, was Shakur Brown. Am I correct? Uh, that, to my knowledge, yeah. I know they brought him in kind of right after. OTAs as camp was getting, I think the first week of camp, right? As camp was getting underway, yes. they brought him in because that, that kind of coincided with the Buster screen Bingo. retirement. Yeah. Buster screen retires and they bring in Shakur Brown, who was playing for the USFL this summer. And so he came into camp like the third day and hit the ground running. I thought was having a pretty solid camp, but then the Titans waved him on Monday injured. So something happened in that game Saturday night. So Shakur Brown waved injured. Okay. After they brought Brown in, they brought back safety Josh Kalou. Then they brought in free agent uh, Adrian Colbert. Then they traded a conditional pick to the Raiders for a fourth-round pick from a year ago with Tyree Gillespie. Then last week they signed Lonnie Johnson off of the waiver wire, who was cut by the Chiefs. And then yesterday adding Ugo Amadi. Uh, in a trade via the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Sam, I've got one corner and five safeties added 
mid-training camp for the Titans defensive backs. Did I leave anybody out? Because that is a uh, a, a, a decently long list. Not to not off the top of my head. I six was my count too before this. So, but this is six in the span of three weeks, Basically, like ish, right? Three, or, like, three and a half, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Under I mean, a month. and yeah. well, and and th- six in the span of under a month. But I mean, what four of them have come in the last, you know, ten days, whatever. Yeah. And it, with Lonnie Johnson, I mean, since Adrian Colbert got signed, it's been a revolving door for the Titans at the secondary and at the safety position of just trying to bring in guy after guy after guy to compete. And, and they traded for a guy in Ugo Amadi that was just traded for JJ or Sega Whiteside by, you know, just before he got moved 11 yeah. days ago. So I, hopefully that's not indicative of what uh, Philadelphia saw of him. Right. You know, they, they traded for this guy and said, Wolf, we got to get him out of here for a pick. Uh, maybe it was kind of part of that plan all along to flip that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in that front office, but Certainly, John Robinson uh, rolling the dice a little bit with with another another option back there, and it makes the makes that fifty three man decision really tough, especially because Ugo's a guy that I would assume is going to make the team. I mean, he's he's one of the more experienced guys in that room, has some of the most success in that room in his NFL career. Um, I think he got seven starts last year and played almost yeah. every game in in, in a in the Seahawks secondary. So yeah, and, uh, Cincinnati Titans says some are already gone. Well, Shakur Brown is the only one who is gone, and I don't think he would be gone if he wasn't hurt, uh, because I think he would be battling Chris Jackson for that fifth or sixth corner spot on the roster if Shakur Brown did not get injured. Uh, so Josh Kalu, Adrian Colbert, Tyree Gillespie, Lonnie Johnson, and Ugo Amadi. Those are five safeties, or at least five players who can play safety or that nickel dime inside defensive back, right? Then you also have four other safeties on the roster ahead of time, right? You've got Kevin Byard and Monty Hooker. You have AJ Moore, who you brought in uh, from uh, the Houston Texans uh, in the offseason during actual free agency, and then six round draft pick Theo Jackson. So, Sam, I'm counting nine safeties currently on the Titans roster, right? Nine safeties currently on the Titans roster, which is interesting because they're only going to keep four or five. Uh, So how do you feel overall about the safety position? And really, uh, based off of what you saw yesterday, just the entire defensive backs as a whole uh, after the starting unit at both safety and corner. Yeah, I lost you a little bit, but I I got you just in time for that question. Uh, The defensive backs was an issue for me yesterday and and not the starting defensive backs. Like I view these as two completely different issues, but I spent a lot of time with the Titans defense during joint practices yesterday. And I saw Kevin Byard go three and O in his one-on-ones and and Caleb Farley go two and O in his one-on-ones and lock up DeAndre Hopkins multiple times. Christian Fulton hadn't had a pretty average day, you know, some things he couldn't really control. Roger McCreary got beat sometimes, but he competed really well. I thought that group as a whole did, did awesome, right? They did everything that they were asked to do, especially during full team 11 on 11 periods. The Titans secondary, like the backups in the secondary did not have a good day. And it was chunk play after chunk play, get everything they want, consistently getting beat, missing tackles. Just not a good day for, from those guys, specifically the cornerbacks. You know, Chris Jackson did not have his best day. I've been worried about him since camp really started with the frequency that he's been getting beat deep. Um, and I'm worried about it. Like this is, a, this is a concern for me on a defense that I think is a really, really strong defense overall when you put best 11 out there. We know that's not how NFL football works. You're not going to be able to run best 11 for 17 games now. So you have to feel good about your secondary options. And right now, it, it has not been a ca- good camp for A.J. Moore, in my opinion, specifically. It hasn't been a good camp for uh, Chris Jackson. Uh, obviously, Elijah Molden hasn't always been on the field. Greg Maben hasn't looked all that good to me either. And now you have all these new guys coming in where mm-hmm. some of them have made plays, but they're new to this defense. Kevin Byard said that right after Lonnie Johnson came in and Adrian Colbert came in and said, yeah, these boys are making plays, but we run a pretty complex defense specifically in the secondary. And it's going to take them a lot of time to get up to speed with what we like to do. So I am worried about the secondary depth. Uh, and we talked about this beforehand too. Even if you feel really good about, 
everybody that you think are your starters and are healthy right now to be your starters. You're looking at Christian Fulton had an injury last year. Mm -hmm. Caleb Farley coming off the torn ACL has not played a lot of football. We've talked about him at length. Roger McCreary, a rookie. Amani Hooker has missed a lot of camp with an injury as well. And so you've got Elijah Molden. Or maybe right. Elijah, Elijah Molden hasn't been out there, right? So you've got maybe five of your top six defensive backs have not been on the field with injury concerns within the last 12 month period. And now you have Theo Jackson, who's a rookie who I can probably who's, tell who the also Titans... missed time with practice, right? Yeah, Theo he, Jackson he's missed got... time too. him and Amani Hooker have both been out and, yeah. and for, he's a guy that I thought originally was going to come in. He was the star position at Tennessee, kind of did all things all over the field as a safety, almost the Dane Cruikshank role, right? We've been talking about the Titans need to find the Dane Cruikshank replacement. I thought that was going to be Theo Jackson. I don't know how him missing time is going to affect that or if it's affecting John Robinson and Mike Vrabel bringing in some other options. I don't know where he sits with them at this point because you have, you know, all of your top guys – are either not on the field, have injury concern, and if one of them goes down, I don't know who the next man up is at this point. Yeah, so I, I get it's definitely a concern, and they are absolutely trying to fix it because they've added five safeties in the last two and a half weeks to this roster via free agent, via waiver wire pickup, and also via two trades. Uh, and so it, Lonnie Johnson has made some plays since being here with forcing some turnovers in practice and – uh, in the game against the Bucks on Saturday, and now Ugo Amadi. And I, I did see a comment that somebody uh, asked on YouTube that I wanted to bring up. Timothy, he said, address the awful PFF ranking for Amadi and justify the trade. One, I cannot address the awful pro football focus grade. I don't go to pro football, fo pro football focus. I understand that it's useful uh, as a part of data for players, but I'm not, it's not the Bible. It's not the gospel. It's not something you just automatically go by, but I will say this, uh, our guy, James Foster, A to Z sports film room. will have an Ugo Amadi film breakdown coming out after the morning show today. So Timothy, uh, he will be able to address, uh, what Ugo Amadi is or isn't in that trade. And you know, it's a sixth round pick. You give up, you get a seventh round pick back. So you do have an opportunity uh, to swap picks late in the 24 draft. So a couple drafts away, uh, but you know, we don't really know what Ugo Amadi can bring uh, to this Titans offense. So Sam is concerned about the Titans uh, defensive well, back. Depth, I, right. Go ahead. The last thing I want to say too here, I do want to address Brian's comment. He said, Dane Cruikshank is a monster, bad offseason move to let him go. You know, I don't think people really put a lot of stock in it at the time. Crutching signed a one year, I think it was $1.2 million deal or something like that with the Bears. And now you look and you're like, yeah, $1.2 million wouldn't be too bad uh, to have a guy that you feel like is reliable in your scheme and, and can fill a big hole in this defense. So maybe a little bit of remorse there from, from the Titans front office, letting Crutching walk with some of the instability that they now have on the back end of their secondary. Yeah, and uh, Dane Cruikshank is somebody that, that A to Z has been uh, touting for like the last year or so. But again, it did it did take a couple of years for Dane to grow into that role and battle through injuries of his own as well. So you know, Nav says, if Ugo makes it in Tennessee after being shot twice in 10 days, I'm worried. Uh, and we don't know why the Eagles were okay with letting uh, Ugo go after trading for him a week and a half later. Uh, so, all right, A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. Uh, Sam, let's go ahead and ask our question now because I think a lot of people will have answers to this. What do you think is the weakest spot on the Titans roster right now? What do you think is the weakest spot on the Titans roster right now? It's going to be interesting to see how many people agree with Sam that think the defensive back depth is a scary situation versus other spots on the roster. But first, let me tell you guys, about Wilson County Hyundai, there are no weak spots at Wilson County Hyundai. If you are looking for a new ride, make WilsonCountyHyundai.com a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or just check out their website. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon do a fantastic job to help find the right car for you for the right situation and make it work for whatever your financial situation may be. And also, speaking of finances, uh, in Lebanon, you don't pay that night that Nashville price tag. You get to go out to Lebanon, nice, pretty drive out there as the sun rises, 
uh, in eastern uh, part of Nashville and go save some money on your new ride by checking out WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And bet MGM because uh, betting season is here, Austin. Football is around the corner. And bet MGM, if you go and sign up with code A to Z Sports, your first bet is risk free up to $1,000. That's code A T O Z Sports. And there's three easy steps. The first step, you have to download the bet MGM app on your phone. Then you can sign up with that code A T O Z Sports. You make your first deposit. Whatever it is that you want to deposit, you make that deposit and boom, you get your reward, which is your first bet risk free up to $1,000. You can't beat that. A free bet. That'll get you involved. That'll get you hyped for football season right away. There's no reason not to place a free bet. I I can't say that enough. You know, BetMGM has you covered if you're looking to get involved in sports betting this football and gambling season. BetMGM, code A to Z sports at BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. I'll also add to this because uh, BetMGM's doing this deal that if you just put 25 bucks down on any sport in bets, then you get free $15 bet. Because I did that this morning. I did it this morning, Sam. I took Charlotte plus seven and a half on Saturday, and then I took Wyoming plus 11 on Saturday too. And then bang, I got hit by it with a $15 free bet that I'm probably going to use this weekend on week zero college football. All right. So, Sam, we're asking the question. What do you think is the weakest spot in the Titans roster right now? I will send you to the chat uh, to see what you think people or what people are saying about this question we have here. Yeah, let me scroll up here. When I look at the question, let's see. David says DBs. Jason says it's O-line and it's not close. Timothy's more specific. He says right tackle and left guard. O-line easily the weakest spot. O-line first, wide receiver second. Steven says, after all these signings, it has to be safety. Right tackle from Honky Tonk. Thomas says, O-line. John says, right tackle, left guard. Secondary from Will. Right tackle from Snapshot. Right tackle from Jarrell. Seems like we're pretty split. I'm seeing a lot of O-line here coming up, but some people are worried about the DBs. Dean says O-line and DBs. I think those are probably the biggest two right now would be offensive line DBs wide receiver, maybe a a distant third. I have seen some of those. Kendall said wide receiver. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. You know, that that's kind of one of the biggest mysteries around this team probably is the wide receiver, but I'd say chat's pretty split about DBs and O-line Aaron says he's really worried about the starting running back. You have to be, I don't know. (laughs) You. They, the Titans haven't had a good running back in forever, man. Yeah, never in this franchise's history. They just can't get that running back position figured out. So, Sam, right. I, I think um, I don't have concerns about the wide receivers. Like, I, like, sure, are they unproven? Yeah. Is Robert Woods coming off an ACL? Yes. Is Traylon Burks constantly open in, in preseason games but not getting the football? Yes. Uh, I, I Is NWI playing above his – Ability in his role, probably, but that's okay. I think the wide receivers are all right. I, I am concerned. Caleb makes a point here. He says he thinks the only weak spot is wide receiver, and the verdict is still out on that. Could be a great group. Maybe if you're talking about the starting group, I can see where he's coming from. But I, I think you have to look at the positional groups as a whole. But Austin, keep going. What do, what do you think is is your biggest concern? Because the defensive backs we're talking about here are your depth guys, right? I think you feel great about Bayard and Hooker. You feel really good and strong about Fulton, Farley, McCreary, that end Molden when healthy. So you've got six DBs that you really, really love. And now health is a concern for all of them besides Kevin Bayard, knock on wood, uh, so far, is that that's the backups you're worried about. You're worried about DB seven through 11 on this roster. I am worried about right tackle one. I'm worried about left guard two and left guard one. I'm worried about right tackle two. I am worried. I think the offensive line is the weakest spot on this roster. I like Ben Jones, but he has the tendency to also get hurt. We've seen him, Sam, a couple times in camp come up lame. I, and where he's had to kind of leave a drill, but the guy's tougher than anybody else out there and held together with duct tape and usually finishes the practice. Lawan has a lot to prove this season. The guy next to Lawan is new 
and about half the size of Taylor Lewan and Aaron Brewer. I don't care how strong Aaron Brewer is. If he only weighs 280 pounds or 290 pounds, he's going to get moved because he doesn't weigh that much. He's just going to lose that battle at times. He's got great leverage, and I feel good about him in run blocking, but I, I don't know if he can stick on his spot and hold up in pass protection all that long. And then you've got NPF and Dylan Radins over at right tackle. And I, I don't feel good overall about the offensive line. So I think the offensive line is the weakest spot because I also don't feel great about the depth they have behind whoever the starting five is going to be. If Raidens is your sixth lineman and can play left guard or right tackle or even left tackle, then okay, that's not bad to have, but it's disappointing for Raidens to be that guy to play that role. But Jordan Ruse as your right guard backup, I don't feel great about that. And then who else after? I mean, Jamarco Jones, you know, he hadn't even he didn't even make left guard a competition with Aaron Brewer. So I offensive line is where I'm the most concerned. Yeah, no, you took the words out of my mouth, right? It, I'm the secondary. It, it's a depth issue. It is a second team issue. It is a I hope nobody gets hurt issue. The reason the offensive line has to be issue one on every Titans fan's mind is because we don't feel good about the starters at some of these. But like, I yeah. don't know what Nicholas Petit Ferrer is at this point in time. You know, Nate Davis hasn't been practicing for a long time now. Maybe it's been a week since we've seen Nate Davis out on the practice field. And we really don't know what's going on with him. Ben Jones, as you said, has gone down with things occasionally, but he'll be out there. He's tough. He'll, he'll fight through it. And Aaron Brewer is unproven and undersized. And while he, people have said good things about him, you don't know if he's a starting left guard. And yet Jamarco Jones didn't even make it competitive. Dylan Raiden's disappointed at tackle. Let's be honest. Taylor Luan was disappointing last year. He was not at not Taylor Luan last year. And you need him to be back to his old self. If your offensive line is going to hold up and, and the other reason it's the biggest concern is because it was your biggest concern a year ago. And, and how much better is it? It's not. It's worse. And, and Ryan Tannehill was the second most sacked quarterback in football. He had so many pressures. And by the way, I wrote an article about this earlier this offseason of quarterback responsibility for pressure dropbacks. It's an advanced stat pro football pro football focus and sports info solutions uses all the time to gauge you know, is this is this a Malik Willis situation where he's hanging in the pocket too long or, 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 or not finding his reads or running out of the pocket too early and causing pressure for himself? Or is this the offensive line and the quarterback can't do anything about it? Ryan Tannehill had the lowest percentage of any quarterback, the lowest percentage of accountability on pressure dropbacks. It means he was the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And it means that it wasn't his fault. There's nothing he can do about it. He's running for his life back there. And Ryan Tannehill is enough. It, like, that's always been my, my philosophy. But you have to give him protection. You have to give him time. That's why the Titans were intentional about bringing in Austin Hooper and Kyle Phillips and guy to make Ryan, guys to make Ryan Tannehill more efficient out of play action. But when offensive line was the issue that hindered your offense in most games last year, Right. And now you look at this one and say, is this better? I don't think so. And the depth is probably worse. That has to be your biggest concern. And it is a troubling one that we probably won't get to really get answers on until you finally see that first team take live reps against the number one defense. Yeah. So Jay says, go watch, go watch James's video on Ryan Tannehill under pressure. And you can see, a lot of what Sam's talking about of pressure that he's not responsible for. Yeah. I mean, he, he was relatively strong on pressure. If you were to look at, and, and James does a, a phenomenal job of breaking all of that down. But yeah, when you look, when I look at this roster, that is the thing that jumps out to me is not, Hmm. I wonder if our depth is good enough at this spot. It's, I don't know if three or four, like three of our starting offensive linemen are starting caliber at this point because I don't even know if Nate Davis is going to be there, right? I don't know if Jordan Ruse is your right guard at this point. So I saw a question earlier. It's probably too far back to, to scroll up to at this point. It said, is there any moves that they can make to fix that? Maybe. I mean, there, there are going to be options on the waiver wire that I expect them to um, exhaust. 
that guy veterans that get cut different things. I don't know if that's a, um, yeah, I I don't know if that's a fix. It it might be another option that, that could provide some stability or, or some depth. Um, I think that, I think the fix comes down to whether or not your five starters are cohesive and whether or not they are strong. And and at this point, I think that is what it is. Yeah. You have to, you can't, you can't completely fix the problem at this point. You just have to try to, you know, plug and play and try to improve together, but you're going to have to rely on Lawan, Ben Jones, Nate Davis to be anchors. You you and, need them and, to be out. You, you need them to be healthy and you need them to be anchors. hundred yeah, percent. Several people are bringing up uh mad dog says like James of A to Z sports film room keeps saying, bring back Eric flowers. Bobby brings up Eric flowers. Uh, so yeah, it, people asking what's Dennis Kelly up to. I believe he's an Indianapolis Colt these days. Yeah, he, uh, so, he's on the division rival Colts. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, it is esports here live. Sam, let's go ahead and flip this into our next topic because we're talking about Ryan Tannehill being least responsible for any quarterback and pressures of on him in the past game last year. Well, Ryan Tannehill said something yesterday in the post practice press conference that I think perked a couple of ears. Uh, it, it sounded pretty interesting to me. So we'll play you that Ryan Tannehill audio here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, you got to know where to go and you got to know who to trust. And I trust the Bone and Joint Institute with any type of injury, whether it's my shoulder in the past, uh, my knee doctor, Dr. Scott Arthur, uh, who operated on my ACL several years ago. He is a big part of the Bone and Joint Institute, as well as Dr. Jeff Watson, who fixed my foot plantar fasciitis earlier this summer. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM Sports has you guys covered for betting season, and they do so with a code, A to Z Sports. And if you sign up with that code, your first bet on BetMGM Sportsbook is risk-free all the way up to $1,000. So there's three easy steps to make sure that you get uh, this promotion. One, you have to download the BetMGM app. Two, you sign up with our code. That's A-T-O-Z Sports as your code. And then you make a deposit. Whatever you want your deposit to be, boom, your first bet is risk-free up to $1,000. I saw a comment earlier say, Sam, cook up a, uh, a Major League Baseball parlay for us today. Listen, I, I can do that tomorrow. We've got no-run first-inning deal tomorrow go. going on on a Friday, so I'll have some picks tomorrow for you guys. But this is not limited to Major League Baseball. If you want to bet Titans and Arizona Cardinals on Saturday, free bet with A to Z Sports promo code on BetMGM. If you want to bet regular season football, week zero of college football is coming up here in a little bit too, as, as Austin mentioned earlier. Whatever it is you want to bet, you can bet tennis for all I care. You make that deposit, promo code A to Z sports on betmgm.com and the BetMGM app, and your first bet is risk-free up to $1,000. Chris says, that was me. He needs that parlay today. (laughs) So, Sam, uh, maybe you you and Chris (laughs) can't wait. uh, You and Chris can get together after the show and and figure out that parlay. All right. So, Sam. Maybe on Twitter. uh. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Hit hit Sam up on Twitter uh, and give him a follow, too. All right, so Ryan Tannehill uh, and the Titans offense did not have a good practice yesterday when it came to team drills against the Arizona Cardinals. Here is what Ryan Tannehill had to say when, really, he was asked by Teresa Walker to start the press conference. Hey, what do you think of, of practice today? And Tannehill took it here on his own. It wasn't as clean, and then into that two-minute, you know, we just weren't um playing at a high level what we expect offensively so uh, just too inconsistent for today you know have to learn from it clean it up you know they're throwing a lot of different looks at us that we really didn't prepare for you know just coming out for a half practice with them um so it'd be good learning tape we'll be able to take a look at it learn from it and um and be better moving forward from it you know they're they're doing a lot of uh, a lot of pressure looks we hadn't talked about you know usually going to a game with a game plan a protection plan and um you know, we didn't we didn't really have one for for the looks that they were throwing throwing at us. So uh, it's a good learning experience. That's not an excuse. You know, we did have opportunities if we would have just done our jobs and we we, we could have been effective and, and moved the ball down the field. Um, you know, we had a couple procedural penalties and holding penalty, which obviously will kill you know two minute drives. Any penalties in inside two minutes are going to kill you. So have to clean those things up. You know, you have to be able to get the play started and and play clean football. Uh, but a lot we can learn from and look forward to doing that. 
All right, so Sam, we're going to ask this question. The Titans' offense was caught off guard by the Cardinals' defense in practice. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Titans' offense was caught off guard by the Cards' defense in practice. Uh, so that was uh, Ryan Tannehill talking there. And before, as comments roll in, uh, Sam, from us asking this question, kind of take us through what you saw that Tannehill was talking about. Yeah, so like I said, I was with the Titans defense for seven on seven and a lot of the one on one reps at the beginning of practice. I made my way back to the main field for when the two teams came together for a full team period and they ran a lot of situations. We've talked about the Titans really trying to emphasize two minute drills. So I believe they did one with a minute and a half on the clock, having to go the length of the field with one or two timeouts. Uh, and try and get a touchdown. The other scenario was a, was a 50 seconds with uh, no timeouts from the plus 45. And they were kind of rotating back and forth. And to be honest, uh, the only scoring really happened when Chris Jackson missed the tackle and there was a long touchdown for the Cardinals and Malik Willis threw a pick six. But the Titans offense, uh, specifically the ones under Ryan Tannehill, were never really able to fully get in rhythm. They had a couple good shots uh, but Tannehill and Kyle Phillips were not on the same page for some of their reps. A lot of stuff that just n- not a lot of shots that push the ball down the field. Um, and, and like Tannehill said, the Cardinals were being aggressive. A lot, a lot of press man defense. They were bringing pressure a lot of the time. Time It was an aggressive, aggressive defense and a physical defense uh, that in that scenario kind of caught the Titans off guard a little bit, it looked like, and caught Ryan Tannehill off guard a little bit. He was having to get the ball out quick. And it looked like they weren't really able to get any tempo or rhythm uh, among the offense. And as you saw from uh, his comments there, he said they were bringing a lot of looks that they weren't prepared for, for a little uh, joint light practice is what it was described to us by, by Mike Vrabel and Cliff Kingsbury. But I guess that's uh, tape to learn from. Uh, So that's kind of like the rundown of the situation. It was a good day for the Titans in seven on seven. They did some good stuff in the inner squad with their own defense defending them. But you got in this situational stuff, and it definitely seemed like the pressure and aggression of Arizona made the Titans step back a little bit and caught them off guard. Yeah, and so I did see uh, I did see a funny comment that made me laugh uh, earlier. Matt says they caught the Titans off guard last year too <laughs> in week one of the NFL season uh, with Chandler Jones having five sacks in that game. So we're asking the question, the Titans offense was caught off guard by the Cardinals defense. Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? I'm going to scroll, try to scroll to the top of the comments to get some of you guys who answered early in here. Uh, So I see, let's see, I see Steven says small deal. John and Derek and Jeff are all no deals. Scott uh, and Eric are small deals. Sean says big deal. Sounds like the Titans are either behind on coaching or just not prepared. Sean Barbie, different Sean, same spelling, says no deal. It's practice. Jarrell says big deal. Uh, Ricochet says same deal as last week, week one, last year, week one. Uh, small deal from Davidson. Nav says small deal. Good to finally play against schemes you don't see in preseason. Boyd says uh, no deal because it was – a practice, not a game. Over on Twitter, uh, you know, Nathan says a big deal. And then Matt responds and Nathan says, oh, yeah, because they definitely game plan a joint practice. Get the heck out uh, of this. MB says no deal. Donald says no deal. Charles, no deal. Titans Kyle says small deal. Same OC, not being prepared. Worries. Evan says small. Matt says no deal. It was a half practice. They didn't prepare uh, for what – and uh, they didn't prepare for not – that they prepare for war wrong. I don't know what the hell Mad Dog was trying to say there. Nas he, says, I think he's saying that they did not prepare, not that they prepared incorrectly. They gotcha. just didn't prepare at all. Ah, okay, thank you for uh, transcribing that for me there, Sam. Uh, uh, Nas, translator Sam. Yes, it says miniature deal. All right, Sam. What? Uh, there's, I mean, there's everything, right? There's no deals. There's small deals. There's big deals. I think there's the least amount of big deals that people are saying. Uh, but uh, Sam, what do you think? Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? I got to get my imaginary lid on the table right here and open it and slam it closed. No deal to me. I don't care. This is a practice. We're Alan, Alan Iverson would say here, like, I know that this is good formative reps, but the Titans and Mike Vrabel are known 
to not show you anything. Every They won't tell the media anything. They're not going to show the Arizona Cardinals a game look. They're not going to put that on tape. And, and so, yeah, I think they brought a little bit of pressure that maybe Ryan Tannehill and those guys weren't expecting when they said, oh, guys, we said this was going to be like a light little like joint practice here with – with some reps and they were getting physical and bringing pressure and blitz packages and different things. This isn't a deal to me. I trust Mike Vrabel. I trust his scheme. I like somebody said, it sounds like they're behind on coaching. I don't think they will ever be behind on coaching with Mike Vrabel as their head coach. Like I just don't, I, I think, you know, he's a guy that ha- emphasizes preparation. You know, sometimes they might get kicked in the teeth, but I don't think it's for lack of, you know, they're aware of what they need to do. They're aware of what teams are going to bring at them. And uh, one, the Titans didn't have all their number ones out there. And two, yeah. it's practice. And, and I don't expect them to give them real game looks. Uh, and I trust them to make adjustments. It's what Ryan Tannehill said. I'm glad it happened because now you have seen a defense bring a game look and bring a lot of pressure uh, to your offense. And you now have film that you can go look and adjust and, and be more prepared for that first game of regular season action when teams are going to run similar things. Uh, we've got some great comments coming in here. No, I know Sam, Sam broke the mic. You, when you, you screamed and your mic cut out <laughs> and then uh, Jonathan says, it sounded like a horse galloping. Sam is intense coming from Demetrius. Ethan says, Sam is so hype and he nearly broke the yeah, set. Man, I told you, I told Austin ahead of this, my mic might have been a little hot here. It, yeah. You didn't see, you told me I was good, but you didn't account for I didn't account getting for the, heated here. No. I'm uh, gonna, yeah. Sam doing his uh, Ric Flair impression, who we actually saw during uh, training camp earlier yeah, shout out. Uh, in, in the deal. All right. So Titans Fox has every snap counts ex- in experience, practice, half practice, preseason, et cetera. So the Titans Fox think this is a deal. I think this is all, Zan, I'm right there with you. Zero deal. No deal for me. Here is what I would think. I might even go so far to say that Mike Vrabel set this up on purpose. (laughs) I bet Mike Vrabel talked to Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals defensive coaching staff and said, hey, boys, bring it. We're not going to tell them what's going to happen. Bring it to our offense because I want to see how our guys respond. I would, I, that's, I could see Mike Vrabel doing that. Yeah. Titans offense. Because just like Tannehill said, sometimes you, you got to be in those situations and you got to respond better. And they had penalties because of it. They were in it, unable to score points because of it. And so I think it's, I think this could be a total like setup job by Mike Vrabel to give, this is the last opportunity for meaningful players to get that where it doesn't matter. Right. Well, and, and yeah, and as you said, like they had operational issues throughout practice. They had penalty after penalty that that, you know, killed their drives. They had a lot of issues because of that pressure where all of a sudden they've got guys in illegal motion. They've got a false start on an inexperienced lineman. That's what Mike Vrabel wants to see. It's OK. You know, we're in a situation here where we're trying to win a competitive joint practice and a two minute drill and a live ball scenario. And the other team is bringing it. How do you respond? And and that is how you get the best answers for what you have on the offensive line. Who's going to go make plays on the football for your wide receiver core? You know, like there are questions with this roster still that Mike Vrabel needs an answer to in five days. And, you know, if he can expedite that process by, you know, him and Cliff Kingsbury were teammates together and, and like they can communicate, they talk. He talked about that afterwards in, in the press conference that him and Cliff, you know, have great open communication. So I agree with you. What's stopping him from saying, hey, Cliff, help my guys out here, get your guys some good reps, and just bring everything you got. Bring it. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. I did see uh, uh, Orlando says, uh, Vrabel definitely told him to run some exotics. And they got, I mean, they got exotic. They got aggressive out there. And it tests the Titans' offense. And I think that was good. And so there was a follow-up question So uh, to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, about you know does that ha- how often does getting caught off guard and seeing looks you weren't prepared for happen in the regular season? So here was Tannehill on that. Yeah, it happens occasionally during the season. Less, definitely, way less during the season. Uh, just so you have a lot of tape to look at, and it may be one look as opposed to uh, a bunch that, that you weren't uh, weren't prepared for. So uh, just be able to when those when those situations come up, you know, stay true to your your process. Try to make the best decision protection wise that with the rules that we've been given uh, to make and then take care of the football, you know, whether it's, um, you know, throwing it away or, uh, 
or just being safe with it, you know, just, just making sure that um, you're not making a bad situation worse by, by doing something reckless with football. So there's Tannehill there and saying, I, I, you know, here's how I feel about this. That's where coaches separate themselves. Like every yep. game, there is going to be something that the other team didn't prepare for. And that's how it's supposed to be. But as Tannehill put, it's usually like a look or a tiny little package uh, that one, that somebody presents to the Titans offense where they're not ready for it. And then you adjust on the fly. And so today, or I'm going to guess yesterday's practice was a great uh, fire drill, for example, of the Titans offense seeing something they're not prepared for, having to react to it, and seeing how they respond. And if they failed, then they failed yesterday. And now, guess what? It didn't matter. It was a Wednesday practice late in August. You lose nothing from failing in that situation, but you gain a lot on learning how to respond to the fire drill when it happens in real life. Maybe if the Giants bring something in week one that you weren't expecting. Like, that's probably what they did yesterday to avoid what happened last year in week one when they got shell-shocked. Yeah, I mean, it's what you said. That's how coaches separate themselves, right? Anybody can make a game plan. Who can adjust to an opponent's game plan? And, and that's not just, you know, a good coach in a game. That's longevity of a coaching staff. Being able to adjust philosophy, adjust scheme, adjust these things to personnel, to the style of the NFL, to all the different aspects of the NFL that are always changing, right? You have to be able to do that. So, I, like, it's not a deal to me. I do want to give you a chance, too. Titan Fox says, Austin saying that O-line is a major concern but not a deal when they are embarrassing seems contradictory. Oh, I'm, come on. I'll let you go off. Yeah. I, I'll let you go off, but, like, I, I do want to say on your behalf, this is more of it's not a deal that they're not prepared. Yes. Because, like, like I, think, I think it's really easy to be like, Oh, Mike Vrabel and Todd Downing weren't prepared for pressure. The Ryan Tannehill wasn't pre like prepared for that, that, you know, defensive system. That's what we're talking about it is the Titans level of preparation, the offensive line and getting false starts and, you know, having operational issues is a concern. And I think that's why Mike Vrabel prepared in this way by trying to set the Titans up in a situation where they got something and they weren't ready for. That's how you see who's got it and who doesn't. So yeah. there's a difference there. There's a difference between the offensive line being an issue and whether or not the Titans' preparation was a big deal or not. Yeah, I'm going to pull Titans Fox's quote up there. Uh, you know, we're having two separate conversations there, Foxy. Like, come on, like, let's, let's pay attention and keep up and understand how one conversation doesn't have to be about or involve the next conversation. The Titans' offensive line is a problem or is a concern for me. And just as Sam eloquently put, has nothing to do with the Cardinals pulling out all the stops. Yeah, he said fair enough. I, I, <laughs> he, he, he's, he, I think he's on the same page as us now. But There we yeah. go. Yeah, I just oh. you know, stay with us here. All right, Sam, are you ready for your first magic bucket experience? I'd, I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. So you, let's you do it. You have no idea. Like you, you truly, you're like you, you're like you I, explained you knew... it to me in about 30 seconds before we got on here. But yeah. I'm going with it. Which so. is the best way to do it? Is just to keep somebody in the dark as much as possible about the magic bucket and just see what happens <laughs> naturally. But first, let's get to Farm Bureau Health Plans fbhp.com slash atoz that's where you should go to get your better health plan because i promise you most likely it's better than what you got right now zach saved 20 percent per month on his health coverage by switching to farm bureau health plans they've got 200 plus locations across the state of tennessee you can either walk into one of them you can give them a call you can go to the website again fbhp.com slash atoz uh, for that or uh, you just Zoom with them. They, they do all types of great stuff and make it easy on you to join the Farm Bureau Health Plan family. So seriously, better coverage, better rates, and actual service because they check in with you and they help you out. FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. BetMGM has you guys covered with all of your bets. See, I was about to hit everybody with one of my picks or, or a parlay, as we said. My phone is overheating from the sun out here. I'm just, I'm dying out here. So it's already acting up at... 9 a.m. and the like we're just off to a, a great start but guess what it doesn't matter if I give you my pick because your bet is risk-free so whatever you want to do go ahead and place that bet just make sure that when you sign up 
you use code A to Z sports. And that first bet that you place is risk-free up to $1,000. So in order to do that, you have to download the BetMGM app. That's step one. Step two, you sign up with our code, A-T-O-Z, sports. And then you make your first deposit. And boom, that first bet is risk-free. Whether or not I give you the pick, if it's your pick, you can have your four-year-old make the pick for you. And if it misses, oh, well, it's risk-free. And if it hits, it's free money. And, And it's an opportunity to get involved in sports betting with pennant races and football right around the corner. Yep, visit betmdm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older since the only new customer offer all promotions, subject to qualifications, eligible requirements. Rewards issued is now available for bits. So credit for bets expires seven days for public game support. Call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, here we go. Oh, it's gosh. the magic bucket. It's the magic bucket. And uh, today would be a... Um, today would be a Zach sticker week. And so I'm not going to make Sam pull out a sticker because this is his first time. So, uh, let's go ahead and pull out of the bucket. Sam's first. Oh, I'm going first. Okay. All right. Whoever sticker week it is goes first. So it's Zach sticker week. So that means you're in for him, which means you go first. All right. All right, here we go. Here's your here's your punch. Let's uh, see if the magic oh, bucket uh, goes easy or, or starts uh, you off hot. <laughs> so this like is that. this is for uh, tomorrow on the show. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, my wife submitted this. She does really good oh, with goodness. magic bucket ideas. Uh, I don't like I don't like your wife submitting one of these. This is going to be tough. All right. So tomorrow on the show, every time you disagree with me. You have to hiss at me like a cat. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, hopefully and it's not an argumentative show, but we'll see. I, I don't we'll know. Have like... to, uh, I might have to stack the deck on you on that one and come up with yeah, something. I, now, we haven't had a ton of arguments. Like, we're our on-air relationship is still very fresh and new. We, I don't know exactly what pushes your buttons yet. Well, I will get like, I find it funny every time that I'm on the show, I feel like it's a pretty easy going show. And then when I'm at like, I'm at home listening to you and Zach go, I'm just like, I'm begging to get myself in there and st- and get in the ring a little bit. Uh, we'll see it. If, if I get triggered in the show tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of hissing going on. So you're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if you just started coming with some outlandish takes to get we'll me, see uh, what happens. to well, get right, me going. Uh, Evan says Sam Phelan, more like Sam feline. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we just went over this, right? I got stuck with my roommate's cat for like five days. I've been spending a little bit more time with cats than I ever have before. And now I'm having to hiss at you on the air. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Shrike says time for Austin to go all skip Bayless. Yeah. You're going to, you're just going to come in with stuff that you don't even believe just to, just to, to make me, uh, make me hiss. All right. Here's mine. I've already had that one. So I will get, okay. and that's the rule. Oh, Sam, you guys, that, you guys put it, you guys put them back. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they remain in the bucket until everybody does it. See, Orlando knows, Orlando knows what's going on. Yeah. You can just bring up if you, we, I mean, did we not listen to my shade last week? You Tony LaRusso like, is the best manager in all of baseball. And I'll be, I'll be off the rails. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. All right. I've done that one before. It's weird of like how. Uh, I feel like if I'm starting to do these, I should be able to write some and put them in there. I, I'll come up with some. Oh yeah, some Jack's p- got genius some ideas in here, and yeah, no doubt. All right, I accidentally pulled two out. Ah, uh, I have to try to juggle fruit tomorrow on the show. Juggle fruit? Yeah, I have to try to juggle? juggle. Have you ever tried juggling before? I've tried juggling. I have not been successful juggling. So, um, yeah, quick, quick story. Uh, one of my best friends growing up lived down the street. He was one of those guys that could pick up anything and just automatically master it. Like, it, you know, baseball, he played college ball, uh, but, you know, basketball, football, tennis, golf, like, it didn't matter. But he was, he could juggle anything. He could, he would juggle fire. And then he was like, you know what? I want to ride a unicycle. And then he just mastered that. And then he did everything. He's basically uh, a performance clown and ha- all the different things he could do. But he could juggle so many crazy things. And I always tried, but I never had success. I know that 
I know always, how you're supposed I, to do it. I always thought I was going to be good at it. I, I have that hand-eye coordination to do it. I was like, yeah, yeah, baseball background. Like, I can do it. And then you get in, like, the elementary school class where they give you, like, the little, little like, scarves that you have to throw in there, like tissues almost. And I would try that, and it would, like, it would not go well. I had to cheat every time. So I have to juggle fruit. I think I know the fruit that I want. Oh, uh, could he juggle? It's got to be. Could my buddy juggle footballs? He would juggle, like he would have in his a football, a soccer ball, a volleyball, and like a baseball or something, like all going same. He was. I've seen seen people juggle like fiery torches and stuff. Oh, he would do the fiery torches. He had fire torches. He would juggle bowling pins, all types of stuff. I agree with people, uh, Aaron and Evan. I feel like oranges is your best way to go. That was my thought because you know, yeah, it had. That's the most like juggleable like shape and, and like it, it's a nice hand like hand size. That's a nice yeah. easy one. I feel like my my main thing is am I gonna have room to do it right here? I think I'm just gonna have to keep it low, mm. right? You got to take know? notes from Khalil Pimpleton if you watched Hard Knocks episode three. The t- Lions rookie is like that was his hidden talent at the at the Lions talent show was juggling. So really? take notes. Go um, watch it back. Yeah, maybe maybe I actually you have not watched too. a single second of Hard Knocks this year outside of like the. Uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Michael Jackson. That See, it was on. the same. It was the same deal. It's the uh, it's the the name college signing bonus. Okay, now I'm gonna juggle behind my back. So yes, exactly. See, All right, Caesar says I should be able to pick the fruit. Can you pick oranges for me, please? I might pick pineapple. pineapple. I might pick. Uh, I mean, that's a spiky. You're gonna hurt yourself. I don't know. It makes it more. They're difficult. not. They're not uh, actually spiky. They just look spiky. Yeah, no, but I feel like that's still not comfortable for your hands. Maybe like what else would be hard? Uh, I don't know. Banana. I feel like bananas yeah, are kind of. I have electronics. I have electronics here that I don't want to either get sticky and wet with um, fruit or broken. Tiffany says raisins. Matthew says watermelons. Yeah, so we can go either sweet. end of the extreme. Either end of the extreme. I'm in for that. So. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. I'll let you I, pick. I'll let you pick. I'll pick I, oranges for you. You can do whatever you. you want. Thank you. Because uh, let's just say, uh, as somebody said that you know Sam should be able to pick the fruit. That's not in the rules. That's, that's not, not. Yeah, what, that's not how the. That's not how it the says works, any apparently. fruit of choice. So, also my wife's submission. So she's she's been getting her hers pulled quite a bit. All right, that's today's show. Sam heads over to practice. Hopefully, that phone will be able to cool off. As Titans practice starts yeah. at 9.45 a.m. Central Time. So you get about 30 minutes or so to get that phone cooled back down. But we will see you uh, later on. Buck Rising live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. And don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of the practice coverage that Sam and Buck are about to go get. And we will see you guys tomorrow on a Friday where I will juggle and Sam will have to hiss at me whenever he disagrees. So it's going to be a fun oh, day on goodness. a Friday. We'll talk to you guys later on. Have a good one. Thanks.